Hello, hardcore motherfuckers and hardcore motherfuckettes. This is the debut, show number one, numero uno, of my podcast, I guess. This is weird, I've never done this shit before. I've been a guest on podcasts, but I guess, welcome to Head Talk. That's the name we're going to go with for now. This is where me, Warhead... Ontario Hardcore Motherfucker, Papa Proof, King of Pain, Little Red Fighting Hood, and so many other fucking surnames. I will be just talking to you about everything and anything and nothing at all. Why? Because that's what I'm good at. I'm good at telling stories because, fuck, I've had a fucking interesting 16 plus years in wrestling, so why not do a podcast? And why not start with something that I'm very comfortable and easy with talking about. Let's start with my worst injuries, concussions, lacerations, fucking burned alive, shit like that. Now, a lot of people have probably heard my story of when I faced the Flatliners. It was myself and PD Flex versus the Flatliners in a flaming table match. Flex got hurt, so it left me to face the Flatliners. Matt Burns in Asylum two-on-one. I was getting fucking dummied, obviously. These guys are fucking juice monkeys. I'm getting dummied. I'm getting... It's just a highlight reel for them just being the living shit out of me. Then, by the end of the match, obviously there's no way I could beat two of them. Also, they are on uh, Canada's Amazing Race, if you remember them. Jesse Jones lights the table on fire. Both these boys, the big juice monkeys, lift me up, double choke slam me through, and all I remember is I'm laying in the flames. I'm like, holy shit, this is hot. Sit up. What do you do? Oh, yeah, you roll. So I stop, drop, roll, roll, roll. Fire did not go out. I was engulfed in flames. When I was on my back, it was on my stomach. When I was on my stomach, it was on my back. I fucking pulled that shirt off myself on video. You can see Asylum is worried and he wants to put me out, but he's staying in character. Kudos on him. The ref, Cassidy, is like, try to jump on me, try to put me out, because he sees that I'm fucking on fire. Boom, I pull the fucking shirt off. I'm like, in so much pain. Guys, throw, uh, the ring crew are throwing water on me, which is fucking just a shock to the system on its own. I then get on the mic after, you know, after the Flatliners and Jesse Jones leave. I get on the mic and I call them fucking pussies because they didn't kill me. That's fucking crazy shit right there. So, afterwards, afterwards, when I've got fucking second degree burns, I, instead of going to the hospital, I, oh yeah, and all you people saying, well, how'd you know you've got second degree burns? Because I've been burned before. Plain and simple. I've been burned before. I know what they're like. So, instead of going to the hospital, because fuck hospitals, doctors lie, I went to Sobeys. I got myself a bag of ice. I got myself some aloe vera, because I hear that shit's good for burns. Then I went to Blockbuster, and I rented Firestarter 2, because they did not have Firestarter 1 available. Those were some fucking good times, main eventing that elements. Fuck. Fuck good times. Another good main event at Elements was when I faced Viking in the Cactus and Barbed Wire match. 
Oh wait, not cactus and barbed wire, cactus and weed whacker. That's what makes it special is the weed whacker. So, <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you the funny story before or after. I think I'll do it after. So we're facing each other, whatever. There's a lot of buildup. Oh, Warhead versus Viking, weed whacker. Ah. Not a lot of people do the weed whacker in Ontario because, well, it's, it's Warhead. That's what he does. He does shit that will shock the fans. So, backstage, going up to the match, you know, we're about 20 minutes, 15 minutes away from us going out there and, you know, just killing it out there. We're waiting, we're waiting. I say to him, I'm like, hey, how long of a drive is it back to Quebec? He's like, oh, I don't know, maybe five, six hours. You know, it's a long drive. I'm like, all right, you know what? Instead of you taking the weed whacker, fuck it. You do it to me. He's like, you, you sure, man? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Because fucking MVP was coming down to schmuzz the match anyway, so fuck it. Save him. I told him I want him to have a comfortable drive back because he's got a long drive back. I live in the fucking city. Getting weed whacked, I can just go home right away. Like, no big deal. Whoop de fucking do. We do the match. Boom. Weed whacker. Whoo! Is that ever a fucking eye opener? You see the fucking sweat and the blood and fucking mist just coming off my body. Christ. So. Weed Whacker match. Yeah, it, it doesn't cut. It, like, burns. There's there's a picture on my Facebook. Maybe I'll see if I can attach it to this thing. I don't know if I can or not, because I've never done podcasts before, but there's a... It, like, fucking burns. So, it burns, it whips, it's fucking crazy. Um, the, the after part of the fucking story is... Me, Viking, fucking Gorlust, and like my girlfriend at the time, we all go out to the fucking bar afterwards to like celebrate because hanging out with Viking is so much goddamn fun. If you ever have a chance to go drinking with Viking, do it. That man, like back then, back 10, 12 years ago when this happened, he, his English was not good at all. Like, he was fucking weary on saying stuff because he wasn't sure if he's saying it right. Get fucking beer in him. He does not care. Casco, fuck. He, like, he just, he doesn't care. He, he's speaking fucking great English when he's drunk. Anyways, so we went to the bar, blah, blah, blah. Having fun, having fun. You know, we just beat the shit out of each other, buying each other drinks, oh, laughing, having a good time. One of my buddies was at the bar, and this fucking preppy jock motherfucker is, like, picking on him. Like, yeah, okay, so I know some skinny goth dudes. Whatever. I don't like people getting bullied. I bully the bullies. So this preppy fucking jock dude is picking on my buddy. And I'm like, bro, just let it go. Walk off. He's like, what, man, you want some? You you want some? Got like, took a step up to my face. I take a step back lift my shirt up to show off the weed whacker wounds. I'm like, been in one fight tonight. Let's make it two. He's like, honestly, man, I, I think you're a pretty cool guy. I don't want any trouble with you. Blah, blah, blah. He's just fucking, oh, I hate preppy jocks. I think they're so tough. And then they step off. Funny thing though, when I was saying this to the uh, preppy jock dude, 
I see Viking behind him, wrapping his spiked collar around his fist, getting ready to go if I needed backup. So Viking is a fucking gold guy to have as a friend. Now, the, the prequel of the Weed Whacker story is I was given like 30 free tickets by PWA management because I was doing a, uh, a school thing like, oh, bring a wrestler in to talk to the class and answer some questions. Bullshit like that. So I went in. And I talked to a grade 6 class, and I answered their questions as politely and as professionally as I could. And <laughs> afterwards, I gave all those students, all 30 of them, a free ticket to the, the PWA show where um, me and Viking did the Cactus and Weed Whacker. All those kids sat up on the stage, and it's like, I probably just fucking traumatized that entire fucking class with that amount of violence that early on in life. Do I feel bad? Maybe a little. Just, just a little, but, you know, it's funny. It's fucking funny. Oh. I have two scars on the back of my head. They're very, very noticeable scars. One's like about four inches long. The other one's probably about two, two and a half inches long. They are both from women. The smaller one. Let's start off with the smaller one. Um, there was a women's show down in Hamilton uh, produced by GCW. And I guess uh, fucking Portia Perez won it. She won the GCW Wild Women's Title Bullshit, whatever the fuck it was. And I was talking to the promoter earlier that day, because I go out and I support women's wrestling. I don't like it that much, but there are some women that stand out and really catch my eye. So the promoter was asking me, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to have you come in. Who do you want to face? I'm like, um, who's winning the, the women's tournament? He's like, uh, uh, Porsche won. Why? I'm like, I want to face Porsche Perez for the women's belt. And he's like, all right, we'll get in the ring afterwards and cut a promo on her saying how you want to take her on for the belt. Boom. Fast forward to a month later when we face each other. I do a whole fucking promo video about how I get to go on a first date with Portia Perez. I go and I buy her a fucking flower that's actually a red thong. I go out and buy a pink and black tutu because her favorite colors are pink and black and I'm wearing the tutu down the ring. Me and Floppy are just fucking like coming up with the greatest ideas on how to impress Portia Perez on our first fucking date together. So I'm in the ring. I'm cutting a fucking mic spot saying how I'm excited to go on this date and out of nowhere Portia sneaks in behind me and cracks me in the back of the head with the fucking metal chair. Right away, I see the flash of light. I land on the mat. I grab the back of my head. I look at my hand, and yes, there is blood in my hand. I'm trying to show her, like, hey, I'm bleeding, and she's just stomping the shit out of my face. I'm like, okay, back off, back off. I'm bleeding. She comes back in and keeps stomping on my face. I'm like, all right, all right, let's just run through the motions here. Bitch, all I want to do is take you on a date. And then she gets all fucking angry at me, blah, blah, blah. She literally kicked me in the face like a hundred times that match. It was it was weird for a five-minute match. Anyways, she super kicked me off the ring, threw a barbed wire table. I got stuck because the fucking tutu 
got stuck in the barbed wire. She wins. But I will forever have a memory on the back of my head that I named Portia Perez. Scar on the back of my head number two. Let me take a vape first. Quitting smoking was probably one of the best things I've ever done. And vape really changed my voice there. Uh, scar on the back of my head number two. So, a little backstory. Back in the day, there was this thing called the Ontario Athletic Commission. We used to have to buy $75 pieces of paper that says, yes, this person is allowed to participate in professional wrestling exhibitions. It was just a piece of paper. Fucking untrained people could get it. Your dog could get it. Whatever. It was just a money grab by the government. Uh, There's this beautiful woman who fought the Ontario Athletic Commission. Her name was Lefisto. She fought it because there was a rule where there was not allowed to have men versus women in a professional wrestling ring because of different weight classes or some bullshit because the Athletic Commission, they, they do like boxing, they do fucking jujitsu and all those other mixed martial arts shit. We've been trying to get rid of them for a long time. Lefisto went to court, whatever. We are trained, men and women are trained the same way. Why are we not allowed in the ring against each other? Boom, whatever. We won, she won. Fantastic. No more Ontario Athletic Commission. They are leaving us alone because fucking pro wrestling has nothing to do with his fucking wet dream of a money grab. So, her the very first legal, legal intergender match was Warhead versus Lefisto in Hamilton at Unit 16, Unit 13, sorry, Unit 13. It's very fucking famous. You ask any of the old school guys about Unit 13, memories were made there. So, Unit 13, Warhead versus Lefisto for a shitty company called International Anarchy Wrestling. I don't know, it was fucking awful. It was poorly put together and the guy folded in two shows. But whatever. We faced each other. My mom had a new boyfriend at the time. And my mom's like, oh, I'm going to go come see you wrestle. I'm like, ah, okay. So my mom and her new boyfriend came to Hamilton to watch me wrestle. My mom's never, never been to one of my matches ever in all the years I've wrestled. She came to that one. She came to the one where I fucking threw a chair at Lefisto's face from six feet away, and I broke her nose. Lefisto later on, fucking bit my nuts. She beat the shit off my face. Like, my mom never came back to watch another one of my matches. She just wants a phone call of me letting her know that I'm okay. Anyways, so, I break Lefisto's nose in the match. She's totally cool with it. Because it, it didn't swell up until like the day or two later. <laughs> we became good friends. I fucking love her. Like one of my favorite people to wrestle in the ring. We we tagged later on. We wrestled each other at Anime North. We wrestled each other in Death Proof. I wanted to bring her in because I just fucking love her and I love working with her because she's a chick that is not afraid to throw down with the boys. So that was the backstory. Lefisto, all that shit, blah blah blah. Now uh, when we faced each other in a tag clusterfuck thing at Hardcore Road Trip 2, 
This is the one where everyone got screwed out of all the money because the promoter's a piece of shit. LaFisto and I are having fun in the outside brawling, you know, teasing a dildo in the mouth, hilarious shit, just having fun. Fans can tell we're having fun because we're having a hard time trying not to smile, but me and her backstage we're dancing and singing all night long all night like we just we have fun when we're together boom in the match brawling whatever i get shit canned out of the ring i'm on the floor she's up on the apron i see her running at me she does a cannonball i protect her as much as i can because i don't want her to get fucked up i grab her we go down to the floor her big texas sized ass is right in front of my face and it crushes my skull against the floor and you hear the sickening thud all the fans in the front row went completely silent because they saw the pool of blood starting to collect underneath my head from there uh, she rolls me in the ring, and she's like, should we take it home? I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. I'm out of it. Like, I really had no fucking clue where I was. She's like, don't worry. We'll take care of you. She takes a necrobutcher. Boom! They just put the boots to me, keep me down, whatever. They're keeping it simple. Simple as fuck for me until I can gather my bearings again. You know, I didn't even know where the fuck I was. Um, then... Necro goes into this one move, and I remember, I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to grab his arm, boom, turn around, do a fucking code breaker to his arm, boom, right then and there, fans lift, like, their spirits lifted up again, because right then and there, they knew Warhead's back in the game, like, it was scary, because of all the blood that was just, like, seeping out of the back of my skull, but, again, thanks, LaFisto, that was from you, <laughs> oh, Great, great memories. This whole, like, worst injuries uh, topic, I can go on and on. I can make this, like, a six-part, seven-part series because of all the fucking injuries. I could categorize them from, like, lacerations to concussions to fucking uh, dislocations, popped ligaments in my neck. <coughs> That's another one. Um, but, yeah, like... Funny thing about all these fucking injuries I've had over the years, I have never, ever, and I don't mean to rip off Jericho there, but I've never, ever broken a goddamn bone in my entire life. Let that sink in right there. Out of everything I've done, all the tables I've gone through, all the concrete that I've fucking done, I've never broken a bone. I've had cracks. I've had dislocations, I've had burns, I've had strains, I've had fucking hyperextensions, I've had fucking everything else but a broken bone. And that's why my body hurts as much as it does today. <laughs> Alright, let's go on to uh, concussions. Let's see. Uh, first Death Proof show is fucking awesome. Uh, broken, about 40 broken light tombs in the middle of the ring, rolling around chain wrestling. Nope, no concussions. Uh, I would say that there was a concussion in the second one when it was Jesse Amato and myself doing, uh, what's it called? We did a cactus and barbed wire shit thing, and then I wanted it to have a sweet fucking finish, so... He laid me out on the table. He went to swing a chair at me, and I flinched because I was a bitch. And, like, 
it, it was just scary. And then I was like, oh, son of a bitch, I flinched. That makes me look like a pussy. Now when he swings the chair, I have to take it full force. Chair hit head, head hit table, boof, concussion number eight, I believe it was. Boom, I'm laying on the table, my head's all dizzy. He climbs up the rafters of the old garage in uh, fucking Hamilton. This is not Unit 13, this is like Death Proof Garage Days style. Stands up there, boof, jumps off, one, two, three, cool. Fans fucking loved it, they went ape shit. So that was 2009, so that was, uh, actually no, that was 2010. No, 2009. November 2009. I got a concussion then. Boom. So we did September. We did November. Uh, we did January was the last time we were in... I think it was January 2nd was the last time we were in the garage. Uh, that was a fucking shitty one, actually. That was a really awful match. I didn't like that one at all. But then from there, we went to the bar in Guelph. Thanks to Jeff Black and his hookups, we went there. Uh, Jeff Black and myself did a no-rope barbed wire thing with fucking feathers all over the ring because there was a pillow fight right before it. That made it really hard to breathe. But we're talking about concussions. So death proof number five uh, called Out of Control. We did uh, Jeff Black, Warhead, Jesse Amato, and... Fucking Johnny motherfucking Wave, the 18-year-old who I made into a man. We did a fans bring the weapons match, which we almost got shut down by the police because all we advertised on the poster was fans bring the weapons main event to Cowboys Guelph. Boom. This is about concussions. A motto, like this match was actually quite funny. It, it kind of dragged on a bit, but there's a lot of funny spots in it. And a lot of holy shit, Johnny Wave almost impaled himself on some table legs. The table that was flipped over. But uh, Amato hit me with a Guitar Hero guitar. So I fucking take it, jerk off, throw it in his face like, fuck you asshole, hit me again. Hits me a second time, and I just keel over and fall. And then the video shows my, like, my head while I'm laying there, and you just see the blood just start to come out and start to run down. That was concussion, concussion number nine. So that was number five, death proof number five. Death proof number six was in Kitchener. <coughs> That's where a model myself faced uh, Shake and Bake, Steve Brown, and Logan Savage. And Steve Brown, oh fuck, that was the, oh. I don't know why I put myself after diva competitions. Like that, the no rope barbed wire with Jeff Black. There was feathers all over the place. And when you're laying on the ground trying to breathe, feathers going in your mouth, it fucking sucked. Back to the Shake and Bake versus uh, Warhead and Amato. Fuck. We had Jello wrestling in the ring just before our match. That was fucking worst idea ever. I fucking hated it. I'll get to a little inside story on that afterwards. But during that match, it was gross. It sucked. We were slipping around in the ring. Uh, at one point, fucking Steve Brown... Like, I'm hung up on the ropes. Steve Brown grabs, like, this little kid fucking play school vacuum bullshit. Legit. Recklessly just smokes me in the back of the head with it. I literally felt like my eyes popped out of my head. And then, later on in the match, boom, set him in the corner, chair in front of his face. I climb up to the top because back then I was doing Van Terminators or Coast to Coasts. 
I'm dizzy out of my mind. There's jello on the bottom of my shoe. I fucking slip as I'm jumping and I go face first into the chair, into Steve Brown. No wonder I'm fucked up as much as I am because like after that, Death Proof took like an eight month hiatus because I was fucked up. Three concussions in one year, I was fucked up bad. We didn't do another show until like the next year's summer. So the little inside story, I'm going to leave you with this because this is 24 minutes right now. I'm going to leave you with this little inside story, but um, I don't know. I know who one of the people were. I don't know who the other people were. All I know is Josh. Josh Alexander was on the show and Josh Vandercruz was on the show. But Joey Kings, we had the two buckets of jello back there. Joey Kings was not manipulating. That's an evil word. He was um, convincing the other boys to rip out their pubic hair with him and sprinkle it in the jello. And all I remember, I know he was one for for a fact, but then I heard guys saying, "Oh yeah, Josh did it too." I'm like, "But which Josh?" I want to know if it's Josh Vandercruz, but I I don't think it would be him because he was like he's like hardcore Christian back then, and I don't think it would be Josh Alexander because he's just like the guy that you know he just wants to wrestle. He's there to wrestle, have fun with the boys, but I don't think he would pull a rib like that. During the fucking jello fight between the two sexy women, Candy Chaos and whatever the fuck the other chick's name was, I actually don't even remember. <laughs> I do recall at one point looking down at my hand and I was like, oh, jello, I'm going to bite it off. Why the fuck is there a hair on there? And I was thinking it, maybe it came from my chin spikes. But then afterwards they told me about the fucking pubic hair. So there you go. Ribbing done right. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this head talk of worst injuries. Let me know what some of your worst injuries are in wrestling or in life. Uh, yeah, cool. Let's do this again, shall we? Peace out, motherfuckers.